0: Well, praise God. So, this morning, uh, we are going deeper, called Deep Dive, on the subject that we picked up last week, that Paul brought to us on integrity. See, the, this, in this series, we called it, it's part of the spirit of adventure, and we've talked about the normal radical, a way of life which becomes normal to us, and yet it's very, very radical. And the heart of what we're about, and we've touched on it quite interestingly a couple of times already this morning, is there's a teaching which we need. We need to understand what the word of God says and I give you a number of scriptures this morning we'll put them up on the screen and uh, I may not read them all out but they're all there for you to make a note of um, but that that's just not enough we heard this already but we have to have that I don't really call it revelation that anointing that thing that only God by his spirit can do that takes it from having some head knowledge or having some facts into something that, that lives inside us that is critical, that's important and it's actually rather wonderful. And I want us to, as we look at this, I want us to come to that place where we're, we're saying, Lord, I want, I want that kind of dynamic. I want that supernatural. I want that Holy Spirit touch that transforms this from, from good knowledge into something that is exciting, that is, is about life itself. Very important and very key. One of the things uh, I was asked was to reflect on some of the things which instigated us in this direction, why we are how we are, why we, why we are together as a community how we are, why we have the values that we do, what formed us, what shaped us, and, and how can that be expressed today? Because we can't just express it necessarily in the same way. And I think possibly, if not the possibly one of the most important things that actually affects us today, that causes us to be, in some ways, radically different. I mean, look, on the outside, there's many of the same things that we would do with most of Christendom. We've just been singing, praying, giving. What actually makes us Different is this thing, and this is the thing that gripped me, and you'll see it if you want the scripture. It's in uh, James 1, verse 22, and it speaks about this. God empowers us not just to be those who hear the word, but those who actually do it, those who live in it. Anyone who listens to the word doesn't do what it says it's like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and forgets it. It's just not living in it. But it starts off like this. If you basically just listen to it and you don't do what it says, guess where you are? You're in deception. You're living in something less than the real thing. So when God began to show me that it was possible to actually live in the things, not just hear about them, to actually experience the supernatural power of God, not just to hear about it. To see miracles, not just to hear about it. To actually love one another in a way that is expressed in the word of God, not just to hear about it. I thought, whoa, this, this, is, this is something. This has, a, this has a reality to it. This has something significant to it. To be hearers, not just doers. And actually... It brings us right into the heart of this thing of integrity. Integrity is basically believing and doing. You know, it would be ridiculous. If I, was, if I was building something and, uh, you know, you looked over several weeks and I was laying the foundation, you think, know, it looks pretty solid, you know, it's got a good base there. And then one day you come past and you see now I'm, I'm putting up the walls. So, wait a minute, something's... He put the foundation there. He's putting the walls over here. I mean, I knew he was a little bit odd, but I didn't realise he was like that. See, it would be completely ridiculous. Just as ridiculous if we believe something and then we actually live or act differently. It would be a complete departure from integrity. Not doing what we believe. Not saying what we mean. Not meaning what we say. A complete separation from that. Kind of. Doesn't really make a lot of sense. And yet, we see the scripture peppered with a people who believed one thing and did something else. The Bible often refers to them as Pharisees. They were religious. Colossians 2.17 talks about them becoming merely the shadow of that which is real. That religious environment... But it's not real. It's Christ Himself and the power of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that brings us into the reality and enables us to live in a particular way. Not just believe some things, not have some religious practice. I really don't like religion. People who don't understand it when I'm talking to them, it's like I'm anti religious. I know Jesus, He loves me and I love Him. Is that good? Christmas is coming, it's not just past, you know. You've got this I'm waiting for the dentist look. (laughs) You're going to have to help me turn to somebody and say, I think it's all right, I think we're going to be okay. I'm not sure, but I think so. Talking about the real love, the real care, which is from the heart. Kind of counterculture. I mean, we say what is expected of us. I remember we first in America, we went into a supermarket, and as we paid at the till, the girl said, Have a nice day. And Dawn said to me, Wasn't that nice? I said, no, love, it's just what they say. <laughs> they don't give a fig what sort of day you're having. It's just, it's like saying, how do you do? I'm not two bits interested in how he's doing. It's just what we're taught to do. We don't mean it. See, we've got to understand that God calls out a people who live according to what they believe, not according to a, to a culture. Tell the truth. I mean, I was brought up, we had to go and visit relatives. and You sat there as a kid and you're bored and you've got to eat things which are horrible and you'd love to get out and play but you've got to be good. I mean, it doesn't happen now, children are f- more free range but I mean, I'm going back to... And then afterwards, you had to say thank you very much for having me. It was such a lovely time. It wasn't. I hated it. I never ever want to go there again. But I was taught to say things. And it's very, very, very easy to adapt into saying the right thing. Would you like something else? I hope he doesn't say yes. Can I can I help you? I hope to goodness he don't say, because I've got my plans for the day, I'm going to be helping him. Is that a bit extreme? Let's be honest. Anybody ever done that? Kind of offered something and hope that the answer is, oh no, thank you. Yeah? Yeah? (coughs) Nobody ever done that? My goodness me. (laughs) No, we don't want to take integrity too far. We'll end up admitting things. Let's look at, uh, well, we won't turn to it, but Galatians 2. See, integrity at work is not always comfortable. Paul comes along and he finds that Peter believes one thing, But in order to keep in with some people that he wants to keep in with, when they come along, he makes out he doesn't. He changes his position. Paul, being a good friend, actually confronts him. Yeah, but I don't really like to confront people. Maybe, perhaps you tell them. Excuse me? You don't like to confront them, so perhaps... perhaps you do it. So your idea is that I like to confront people. You've got me in the box that says I wake up every morning thinking who can I confront today? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it kind of casts a not such a good light. But there's a price to pay in order to walk with integrity, in order to actually be real and be honest. And Paul didn't go and talk about it behind his back. He actually came to him, confronted him. I bet that was a... I should think, you know, if you were of a, of a sensitive disposition, you wouldn't want to be there, would you? I mean, Peter, you know? Act first, think afterwards, straight in, wham, bang. Paul, I mean, he could be pretty strong. Could you imagine what that was like? wasn't very English. <clears throat> I wonder, I just, excuse me a moment, I'd like to um, uh, just share a little thought with you. No, he's wham, bang, right in, tells the truth, speaks, says where it's at. He says what he means and means what he says. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, it says this, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we kind of get something a bit special. We get this fellowship. We have fellowship one with another. There's a joining together which takes place as we walk with the integrity of doing what we believe. Walking as he walks. In the light as he is in the light. As he sets the standard. So what happens is we enter into a deeper level. If I say something to my friend Anthony, I might say to him, Anthony, what a fine fellow you are, what a great job you did, etc., etc. That's fairly easy. Mind you, it is worth saying. It's worth saying. It's like husbands saying to their wives, Thank you very much, really appreciate the house is clean or the ironing's done or the what a lovely meal or how how nice you look today yes I'm looking (laughs) it's good to express something that we feel but what have I got to say to Anthony, Anthony that was wrong Does that mean that I don't like him, that I don't care for him? Or does it mean that actually I like him enough and care for him enough to actually be honest and open with him and tell him what he needs to know, whether he's going to like it or not? And it has to come from the right heart. What do you think? Yeah? You know, um, part of what God gives us, when I... I I kind of would like to control my computer. I would like to be in charge. I would like to just have it obey me. Whatever I say, it says, yes, John. But it doesn't do that. If he doesn't like what I'm going to do, he goes, gong... And it tells me I can't do it. God equips us with an ability. You see it in 1 John 2, verse 27. Teaches us, gives us, equips us. Not that we need to read the instructions every time. It's good to know and good to have the knowledge and good to refer to the word and to have that based in us. But God, the Holy Spirit, operates like a a kind of gong, you get a little kind of warning sound, a little sort of hesitation, a little check in our spirit, then the question comes, you're going to ignore that or you're going to take note of it? Integrity is not refusing to listen to our own conscience commentary on ourselves. That thing that God speaks, that little Holy Ghost gong that that enables us to actually even if we can't remember all the rules or regulations or principles or whatever there's just something that doesn't feel quite right just a little hesitation we don't know let's let's hold back on that let's not go there let's not do that because that's not a comfortable place to be About eighteen months or just over ago, we came back from being away, opened our front room door, uh, and the room was filled with with dust and bits of rubble and that sort of thing. And uh, p- new people had moved in next door, and they'd had some builders, I, I guess they were builders or wreckers, do some work, and in doing it, this is like a, the party war they had pretty much destroyed our chimney and a lot of it was in the room. And so in the course of time, we had a party wall surveyor come in and he said, actually, and he was operating for us both, he said that and I showed him the different damage that was done and he saw the report about the chimney that was condemned and all what had to be done. And He said, the truth of the matter is, you could say anything was caused by this work because we didn't inspect it beforehand. So it's your choice. You can say what you want. But, you know, that integrity thing... Of course, we weren't going to add things onto that. We decided we'd work just on the basis of the damage that was done, because we want to walk in the light as he is in the light. And so we got it done, and the man next door he paid the money and so on and so forth. Completely different thing. I'm driving back the other day, stopped at the traffic lights, and before we pulled away, crash. Somebody went into the back of us. Well, that was a little bit of damage. And uh, so we went to Lexus, got a quote, 1200 and something pounds. I thought, oh, that's a lot of money. But the guy was willing to pay either by cash or through insurance. But, you know, I didn't feel that that was the right, right thing to do. I could do it. He would do it. But... That sense of integrity says, no, I don't, think, I don't think this is justified. So we found an alternative route at a, a much, lower, much lower price. And the thing that came to me, and the thing that I said to the, the guy that, that did this, I said, you know, I actually believe that we should treat others as we would like to be treated. I actually believe that walking with integrity... There's quite a good measure. How would you like to receive as well as how you like to give? Quite an important area. So I'm talking about being real. Uh, Not just not just sort of weasel words, you know, platitudes. <sighs> nice to see you. I don't, I don't care. I saw him. I didn't like the look of him anyway. <laughs> see, see, we're going to be real, if we're going to walk with integrity, we're talking about something that starts not from the instructions that we've got, but something that starts from our heart. Hey, is my brother. Now, I might not be at that point in time having a long conversation with him, but what's in my heart towards him? And where I have God-given opportunity... Am I ready and willing to express that? That's integrity. That is being doers, not just hearers of the word. But what if it's not? What if... He's not really my type. He's an accountant. I mean... Any accountants here? God loves you, just the same, it's all right. All right it's all about process and figures and things like that very different but it's completely beside the point if it's different what's the point is this has God put me with my brother have I been given from God the opportunity to demonstrate something of the love of God in the way that I relate tell you the one thing for sure don't allow me if he's in need to walk past on the other side doesn't allow me according to what the scripture instructs if I see him cold and hungry I can't say I pray for you brother or I pray that you be warm and well fed no that's not according to walking with integrity because integrity requires that we're doers not just hearers of the word. All right, let's have a little test. What does God do for us? Do you not like sitting that way around? <laughs> hey? I don't, I'm, looking for, I'm looking at you and you're all looking. I want to come and tickle you. Somebody speak to me. Just say, "What does God do for us?" Gives us new life. Gives us new life. Yes. Okay. He listens. Listens. Forgives us. Forgives. Puts us in family. Puts us in family. Puts us in family. Heals us. Heals us. Yes. Provide. Provides. Yeah. All that, all that we need for life and godliness, yeah. Loves us, Loves us yes. Speaks to us. He speaks, to speaks to us, yes. Oh, very good. They're all right, <laughs> but we're missing an important one. Gave us his son, gave us his son. Gave us his son. yeah. Debs. Gives us power to live. All right, I won't. I won't. He tests us. Ooh, we didn't think about that one, did we? He tests us. Yeah. What does he test us for? Integrity. Isn't that amazing? All the things that he does for us, he tests us for integrity. One Chronicles twenty nine seventeen. Tests us for integrity. Hmm. I wonder if it's like a driving test. You know, once you pass you can drive how you like. <laughs> yeah. It's done, you know. I passed my test of years ago and now I can drive properly. No, it's not like that if we walk in the light as he's in the light, his testing of us for integrity is a constant thing. In the same way as we receive Christ, the Bible tells us we have to walk in him. The requirement that God gives to us is that we actually submit to what he wants, to the rule of Jesus. Constantly testing us for integrity. Not a once and for all, but a lifestyle. Part of the gong that we were talking about just now was that. Actually, it gets even better than that. In Psalm 41 verse 12, it says he supports those who walk in integrity. That there is a particular support and... And engagement and involvement as we walk before him in that way, when I was uh, working in the city, it came a point where in the in the career, it became a thing to take uh, clients to lunch and uh, one of the other guys said, There's a good place to go if you're taking clients to lunch. Oh, right, okay, I went to that place and uh, it was all right, a bit posh. It was unusual. At the end, the waiter said, And what would you like me to put on the bill, sir? What price? I, I mean, I thought there was, you know, a price system. No, no, you can decide. Ah, ah. So you tell him what you want on the bill. Then you give him something. Then you go back to the office, because it was more all cash then, and you present the bill, and they give you the bill, give you the money. So let's say you say, oh, put £100 down. But the actual cost that you paid was £60 plus a tenner to the waiter. Then I realised this was a common practice. This was recommended to me because this is the place to go, because this is the place to make some money on the side. But it didn't kind of seem to me to contain the level of integrity that I would feel was right and appropriate. And so we didn't get involved in that. Not a good thing to do at all. But, you know, these are kind of, perhaps a little bit more dramatic things. I'm thinking about, what about when someone asks you a question? about young people? And the parent says to you, so what were you doing today? Or how long have you spent doing your homework? Or um, did you complete that task that I set you? Or, or, um, or maybe they say something like, uh, you seem to be quite friendly with that. With that girl or with that boy? Anything interesting? No, 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 nothing in it at all. (laughs) You know, out of sometimes discomfort, out of sometimes embarrassment, out of any excuse you can come up with, it still deviates from what God wants. What about the... uh, The other situation, I speak to husbands, your wife is quite excited because she's bought a new outfit and she comes in and puts it on and says, what do you think? Can you really say, I have never seen anything so awful in all my life? (laughs) But the truth of the matter is, that's what you're thinking. All right, so let's see. There are ways in which we can do it with love, kindness and gentleness, but there's not a license to lie. If you're being asked, what do you think? then you have to say it in the right way. (laughs) I didn't realise you were seeking to imitate a hippopotamus. (laughs) Would not go down well. But you know, you know my love, I want to come with you. I I, I don't think that's the best. I think we can do better. Let's go together and see what we can see together. You've not yet become a politician. You haven't deviated from integrity, but equally you've shown love and care, not judgmental harshness. Yeah? All right. Yes. Yes because the kids are not in here but they have the opportunity as well who did this who pushed your brother down the stairs which one did it i never did find out <laughs> 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 but they bounced well yeah what am i getting to he tests us for integrity That we speak the truth, that we say what we mean, we mean what we say. But it's kind of more than that. It it goes beyond that. It means that we can actually be real. Not got to live the kind of falsehood because he empowers us to actually do what he says. If I'm saying, I'm back to Anthony again. Dear Lord, I've got to see Anthony yet again. He's drunken, embezzling, wife-beating behaviour. I've been trying to deal with this for years. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I don't really feel like it. But I've got to be a very good pastoral time. Hello, Anthony. How can I help you today? No. No. Here's the answer. Lord, touch my heart, please, afresh, so that my love for my brother is renewed and refreshed. That is living by the power of God's Holy Spirit. That's living the supernatural life. That's actually doing... What we can do, that's actually being what we can be. As we choose to go God's way, it's a very, very exciting way to live. By the power of God, by the revelation of God. But there's a price, there's a cost. Go back again to stockbroking. I got a big breakthrough in my career. I was invited to be assistant to one of the partners, and shortly after that, they said, actually, we'd like you to be assistant to the senior partner. Here's the deal. He's a very kind of uh, aggressive, impatient man. Uh, But you'll be all right as long as you pick up what he says the first time through, ask no questions, and get it done straight away. You'll be fine. And everybody was a little bit in awe of this guy. And so we started, I started to work with him and do the things he said. Took his phone calls. One day there was somebody on the phone. And I went to him. I said, got so on the phone. He said, tell them I'm not here. Thought, this is an interesting moment. I mean, this is somebody who doesn't have anybody in any way dispute, answer back. I'm sorry, sir. It's against my principle to do that. I thought, that's the end of this job. That's the end of this career breakthrough. And there was just silence. Not a word was said. And, of course, I didn't say that to the person on the phone. The interesting thing was, months and months afterwards there was a kind of split in the partnership. And by that time, I was closely involved working with, with both sides. And one day they came to me and they said, uh, there was this particular incident that had happened that was kind of the focus of the split between them. And they said, we want you to tell us exactly what the situation is because we understand that you tell the truth. I thought, Wow. He must have gone away and talked about that because I'd never said anything about it. Because as we walk with integrity, God can support us. And more than God supporting us, and it may cost us, more than that, we can actually expect that whatever the outcome, God takes us because we're determined to go his way. Walking in the light as he's in the light cost i 'm telling you this because, as we go on, we will have to pay the price there 's no way around it there 's a cost I think it 's in the Bible talks something about dying to self and living to him, not what I want, but what he wants, what pleases him and after serving for a period of time and seeking to help people, care for people. One day we had one of the young ladies, I'm going back a while, a long time ago, when we had a number of congregations, came to see us. She was in deep need. Uh, got a life in a real mess. So we ministered to her. And... We'd always kept, particularly Dawn had always kept, you know, we minister and we serve, but we've got to protect the family. We've got to to say, you know, once the door's shut, it's shut, sort of thing. And after she left, she said, I feel God is saying that we should ask that young lady to come and live with us. And knock me down with a feather. I mean, I I was shocked. But I also heard it being right. But there was a cost involved. There was a cost involved that we invested seven years in that and still wait to see the outcome that we looked for many years afterwards. But we did what we felt was pleasing to God. We did what we believed was right. We did according to what our actions consistent, no point in saying yes we want to commit we want to express love if at that point of need at that opportunity God gives we have an excuse and duck out of it of course subsequently God led us to have other people stay with us we even had a Very difficult situation. Refugee from from the north (laughs) that came for three weeks, stayed for ten years. (laughs) In spite of the fact that the wall next to the bed had an old-fashioned Artex coating on that she used to end up with her hands scratched, uh, uh, touching it in the night. I never had that wall changed. I didn't want to make her too comfortable. (laughs) We refuse that Pharisee position, that Pharisee disease. That Pharisee disease that, that Jesus seemed to have the biggest issues with time and time again where they would commend something They would tell people what they ought to do and they weren't doing it themselves. I never, ever want that we're in that situation where we're commending things to other people that we're not engaging in ourselves. That is the absence of integrity. That completely goes against the very heart and nature of Jesus. Let's, by the grace of God, never walk in that where we're commending something, instructing something, where we're not actually engaging in it ourselves. Bad position. So we have to deal and walk within every area of life. We don't do it often. But I remember in the past, sometimes we've had somebody come to minister and we've taken an offering for them. But by the time we got the offering and it's all sort of counted and sorted, they've already gone in their way and we've already given them a cheque. What about if the offering is more than the cheque that we gave? Gave a very good cheque. What do we do? Absolutely, we write another cheque for the balance and send it. Because integrity requires that we stick with the thing that we say. If this is for this reason, if this is for this purpose, then we give it accordingly. We don't change it at all. There's no room, no opportunity to do that, we have to stick with it. I remember in the early days of Richard Cole. Uh, he'd had connection with another group um, somewhere west of London. I can't remember exactly where it was. And they had collected, <coughs> quite a, for him, quite a significant sum of money. This is somebody who had no money. Somebody who was uh, without any support in any form or other, and he was here. And they wanted him to have an exclusive arrangement with them. And he realised that it was great that they had that connection and we felt it was excellent that he did. But he also had this connection with us. But they wanted it to be exclusive. And he said, no, because I believe that God's also joined us to these people here. So they retained the money, kept it. I thought... How do, you, how do you face God and your own conscience in that where you've raised money for one thing and because somebody doesn't comply in the way you think, you hold it back um, against it. That's a very, very serious thing. So we understand that what pleases him is integrity. Not talking about Tithing or pretending to tithe and then not doing it, or saying you'll give and then not giving. See, brothers and sisters, God does not have a role called His policeman. We're not about policing. God's way is we have a conscience that is open to God, we have a warning gong that can sign, that can sound that God is able and is willing and has given us his Holy Spirit to lead us in that which is right and to empower us to walk in that way. Well, it was only a little exaggeration. Really? But was it the truth? Was there a little, just a little kind of something when you said it? Well, it was, just, it was just a kind of excuse, yeah. but was it really truth? See, we have to understand that, that a little, even a little lie opens a doorway for the enemy to get a foothold. You know, we talk about if there's no landing strip, you can't land. I've told you before the story of when we were in Zim some years ago and uh, we were taking we were in one of these small planes to go from Bulawayo up to Wangi and we got delayed we should have gone early in the morning before the the thermal currents were so strong but we were delayed and so we're we're flying up and uh, this plane is really a little four-seater Cessna thing bouncing and I thought well it's bouncing and then I saw the pilot tighten his own belt up (laughs) oh right, okay then we're going over the game park and he thinks that we'd like he sees some elephants he thinks we'd like to see suddenly he goes you know. I didn't want to see elephants. <laughs> All I wanted to see was my feet on the ground. <laughs> Eventually we get to this little airstrip. But you see, we couldn't land because the goats were on the airstrip. And we had to circle around until somebody came and got the goats off the airstrip. Where there's no landing strip, you can't land where there's no door left open, where there's no place, even that little exaggeration, that little thing, where you go against that thing that God equips us with by the power of his Holy Spirit. See, we're not a people that are called to live by rules and regulations. We're called to live by the power of the Holy Spirit who leads us according to the light that he has what's pleasing to him? The power of the Holy Spirit. Good to ask him. Ask him for what you need. Ask him for what you want. You might not want to do what I did. I felt that I didn't have the, the right compassion. I didn't really have God's heart for people that were Outside of the kingdom that had never, never really met with Jesus. One day, I was still stockbroking in a lunch hour, just at the junction of, of uh, Moorgate and London Wall by the traffic lights. I'd ask God, show me something of your heart feeling. That was the most devastating moment. I saw something in a split second that I'd never seen, never experienced anything like that. I saw people lost and in need of Jesus like I'd never seen before. No preacher had ever been able to instill that in me. No reading of the word had actually opened my eyes to that extent but because I asked God for something and I couldn't even think about that, yet alone talk about it for months and years afterwards without weeping because it it impacted my spirit and changed my life. But that's the power of God. This is what God will do. If we decide we want to be actual doers, not just believers and thinkers and hearers of the word, but actually doers, God will empower us by his Holy Spirit and enable us. See, this is not about trying harder, guys. When we talk about integrity, when we talk about this value, when we talk about the spirit of adventure, we're talking about the adventure that we receive as God the Holy Spirit engages with us and does things that no teaching can ever do. He takes his word. And he applies it, but we have to be prepared to say, "Lord, I want it your way i'll 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 pay the price because you'll grace me to do it to go your way. So what do you want? I don't think I'd say anything more. Do you want more of God's love? Do you want this issue of integrity to be not just a rule to keep, but something, an adventure, something birthed in your heart? Something that means that you will never be content with just saying the words... Never be content with just passing by on the other side. Something that says, look, I don't want to do it because these guys expect it of me. They're watching me. No. Because you know what God your Father in Heaven wants and you know that he will implant that and enable you. It's not about forcing myself to, to be nice to Peter. It's about God placing something more of his love in my heart so that being nice to him is not neither here nor there. But engaging, being interested, knowing what's happening. And where God opens the door and leaves, being part of that. Engaging in a deeper and real way. So we started off this morning talking about, I think it was Mark saying or no, Nathan, I can't remember, about time of giving gifts well God's got some gifts that you'll never get from a Christmas tree they come from him Lord will you help me will you cause me to touch a new level of being a doer not just a hearer of the word guys we're here today because God revealed There was a difference between knowledge and practice. That there was the possibility that we can live in the things that the Word says, not just know about them. That there was a possibility that we can turn from multi meetings and more and more preaching and hearing more things into the actual Holy Ghost empowered living in the things that God says. It's our choice. Lord, take me deeper. Lord, renew my heart. Lord, cause me to love in a way that I care. That I care with your heart. Lord, that I'm ready to to avoid those things which depart from integrity, that little warning gong, that issue of conscience. That by your grace I'll move from it in the favor of pleasing you, not just knowing about it but engaging in it, integrity is being a doer, not just a hearer let 's pray is <clears throat> your opportunity to ask God, Lord, I would like more, more of your love, more of your way in my life greater sensitivity it's your choice this is what to do tell him right now Lord Christmas a time of giving a time of recognizing the gift that you give the gift that you gave I'm asking right now Lord for this gift not just to know more of the teaching, but to know more of the experience. Lord, that I might receive from you this Christmas time in my heart an enabling that causes me to be far more of a doer than just a hearer of your word. Lord, that I might touch levels of integrity, perhaps beyond anything that I've experienced before, not just avoiding the bad, but living in the good and the positive and the pleasant.